Welcome back, Jake. Hey, Steve. How are you? How's your car? It's all right. I'm sorry. We're battling through. It's better. Uh, car's better now. What's um, up? Car's better now. We're back. Fixed it. Um, yeah. Just just a, just a bad trend of events last week. What do you drive? Uh, 2017 Nissan Sentra. Sounds like a guy, uh, like a kind of like a lesbian car. <laughs> elite, elite gas mileage. If lesbians like good gas mileage, it might be. Mine's pretty solid. It's a uh, Hyundai Tucson. It's about, it's like 27 highway, 24 road. What's it like? What, like, how was mileage where you live? Like, are you starting and stopping a lot all the time, or do you get pretty clear roads like on the island? Um, I mean, like. And the highways are, are pretty easy. The residential is pretty stop and go. Um, the highway usually isn't bad if you go at the right times, but during rush hour, it's terrible. I mean, like I'm in the Queens, so it's like like the the boroughs suck just everywhere. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, also, because um, because of a drag racing issue across the city, the the mayor, I think it was De Blasio, um, made it so that you could only go 25 miles an hour on residential streets. That's and, and there's like cameras, like speed cameras everywhere. And like, do they pick up your speed and stuff and give you tickets just by mail? That's that's horrible. It's fucking terrible. Well, we we had the red light cameras, and then people realized that those were unfair as shit, so they got rid of those. And now they bought bought in the the speed cameras, which is even worse. Which, but, which yeah, and like red light cameras are impossible because if you roll through, like, there's times when you need to go on a red light because you're stuck in the middle. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? You're not just gonna sit there. Well, but I guess speed speed's a little easier. But well, still, like, no one goes the exact speed limit. That, well, I I figured out the system. Um, so so it's it's twenty five miles miles per hour, but they'll only flag you if you're going ten miles over. So as long as I'm going thirty four miles an hour, I'm fine. Nine. You're by, fine, the way, by the way, I'm eating. So if I like ha- like sound like I'm have like marbles in my mouth, it's just a nice fatty piece of steak. Nine. You're fine. Ten. You're mine. That's the go to. <laughs> so I wanted to start off the show. As two New York sports fans, um, Daniel Jones signed with the Giants for four years, $160 million. I saw a funny tweet that said, if Daniel Jones winds up making all his money with the Giants, the, assuming he plays, he plays all four years, that's the equivalent of winning 40 to 50 PGA Tour designated events over the next four years. Wow. Which like it's kind of like crazy when you think about the 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 is the word like lucrativity of a certain sport like football where like Pat Mahomes makes forty five million dollars a year, Josh Jones making forty two, now Daniel Jones is gonna make forty. The idea of making that kind of money, and then you like transfer over to like a sport like golf where yeah, for the average Joe like you and me, it costs a thousand dollars to get. All your clubs, the bag, the the, the shoes, probably some some decent clothes. It's a pretty penny. It's probably yeah. one of the most most expensive sports, um, at least in America, to play. Aside from like hockey and probably like lacrosse, I'd say baseball is getting up there to a degree. Like bats now cost like a hundred dollars. Yeah, bats and gloves. But like, surprisingly enough, football, where for the most part most of it's provided to you because yeah. you're you're joining a league or something like that. Has the highest contract, and then golf is like now it's like a re- it's like a revelation that they're going to this twenty million dollar format for 
uh, what is it, like 12 events per year or 10 events a year. Yeah. It's like kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's even crazier that a guy – I mean, I guess quarterbacks are the ones that are making all the money, but even even receivers get big payouts, really good DNs get good payouts. Yeah. And like for those guys to play once a week for 18 weeks a year and they're making that kind of money and like the way you compare it to the PGA Tour, I'm just not convinced that the PGA Tour doesn't have the money to be paying their guys salaries on top of um which I, I know is like a live thing and we're all PGA is going live, 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 live like whatever. But I just I just don't understand how they can't give them any money. Plus, Daniel Jones not only gets this huge salary, but he also gets the same endorsements that PGA guy gets. Like he's making exactly. a ton of money outside of even his contract, and that, that's like the excuse for the PGA. I mean, like like Jones might not get get as much as like Josh Allen would or Pat yeah. Mahomes. Most certainly Pat Mahomes or like Tom Brady kind of comes to mind. Like, yeah, like, I, I don't see an advertisement with Daniel Jones in it, which kind of makes it like. All right, what is he? What is he getting advertiser dollars for? Because you don't, because you're not really, over, you're not really seeing it outside of the New York market. Like Mahomes is on Papa John's commercials or on Domino's or yeah. the Madden cover. Like Brady had his own ad for Under Armour for like that that aired nationally. So like those things make sense. The one thing though, like with golf, like yeah, these guys do have like ridiculous endorsement deals. Like you look at John Rahm's shirt on a on a daily basis. He has Mercedes, NetJets, Blue Yonder, which I don't even know what it is. It sounds like an ice cream brand. And then on top of that, it's like Callaway, who owns Travis Matthew. So naturally, he's getting both of those. Yeah. But like, does it really add up? Like, think about it. We're always talking the the parody of golf, how guys don't win for years. Jason Day, for example, who's who's going to go into the players this week as one of the hottest players in golf. He's He's had four straight top tens. A little bit, of, a little bit of, of illusion for what we're going to talk about later. What endorsement deals is he getting? Where hasn't won an event in five years, and yeah, yeah, making cuts is good. But what good is making cuts constantly if you're not going to be able to actually capitalize on the gains? Where it's guaranteed contracts in other sports, or you're making forty-five million dollars a minute in football, and you know, look. We lost Steve here, folks. Well, we're just talking about football, talking about money. I mean, without Steve here, I don't even know what to do in my life. How's it going, everyone? It's good to be here. It's good to be a part of the show. It's good to be back this week. It's a long time going without, without Steve here. And I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Can you see me? Yeah, I was I was talking to the viewers. Can you hear me? I can hear you and see you now. I heard you for a while, and then you just kind of cut out of nowhere. Yeah, hold hold on, wait. This is like really weird. My uh, my audio is like all sorts of messed up. My my USB for some reason is not working. Enjoy enjoy looking at my bottoms for a hot second. You yeah, look way clearer. You look way clearer now too. Do it really? Yeah, you like completely cut out for a second. Yeah, no, I I know that this is like really awkward because I have a a webcam and everything, and for some reason now it's just like it's not working on me, um, which is kind of embarrassing because because I spent all this money on, um, on tech, and the tech is giving out. So not fun, but um, but yeah, like like we're, 
where where was I? We talked about in in golf, right? And how there are so many instances where guys don't necessarily make a ton of money because of the fact that finishing top 15, top 20 in an event, it, yeah, yeah, you're going to get something, but it, it isn't the same as, as guaranteed contracts. So I think it's a kind of ridiculous, and I agree with you. The idea that we should be going to salaries for these players totally makes sense. I think it's an absolute um, – it's kind of, kind of ridiculous. It doesn't happen. But will we see it? Oh, hold on. There we go. Look at that. Um, hey, multi Will it happen in the near future? I don't really know, but um, I mean, like while we're on the topic, we, we might as well get right into it. Actually, let's uh, let's roll the tape and then we'll hop right into continuing this. Get in the Hello and welcome, folks, to the Get in the Hole podcast. Stephen McAvoy, Jake Dippold, back in the seat. I apologize for the technical difficulties. I'll jot it up to the guy on Twitter who called me a no-brained asshole the other day. Uh, so screw you, whoever you are. Um, oh, speaking of the devil, uh, Kyle Bennett comes in to, to sit behind us for a hot second. You just you missed my, uh, my complete just breakdown of technology and i went cold for about a minute and a half hey that's yes, what happens are. that's what happens when you don't pick winners at the puerto rico open yeah well you'll see a good run with me and the viewers well, 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 well hold on hold on you didn't pick a winner you just happened to beat me hey winners only yeah i know so i always you hear that bet last week jake no but i can guess and it just shows how outrageous golf betting is because like <laughs> It literally makes no sense ever. He challenged me to uh, pick th uh, basically a pick three uh, at the Puerto Rico Open. Yeah. And whoever got closest to uh, the winner owed the other person a new golf hat. Oh, I like that. And I, so, I picked Akshay. That's funny. That's awesome. Akshay actually uh, earned his tour card because of that one. Crushed. So KB. Earned his tour card because of KB. Is, well, so, is it time to make Akshay one of hashtag my guys? Um, honestly, he is. Uh, 888. I, I, I was going to lead with something else here, but we might as well just kind of dig into it. Um, I have, Me and Max Schreiber, friend of the show, works for Golf Channel, he wrote the article about Akshay's like, climb to fame. And, great article. And I texted him and I go, bro, I have been waiting for years for this to happen. Like, revelation, amazing. I was following this guy. He, he he was like 17, and he was like a stud golfer, didn't go to college, went pro. I saw him because he was super fucking skinny, where he, he was one of the first guys, even before like like uh, Eric Van Royen and all them, to wear joggers on the golf course. I was like, all right, this kid, this kid has swag. And he had the weirdest golf swing, and he was a lefty. And he was – and I'm pretty sure he's the, he's, he's the second lefty to sign to Callaway to Phil Mickelson. So it was wow. like, all right, this is like, this guy's already a stud to begin with. You're already in the company. And I was like, all right, when's this kid going to get his tour card? And he struggled for a couple of years. Uh, KFT champion came in strong, got hurt, got his first win last year with his, his girlfriend of like a month and a half on the bag. And now he finally got his tour card carded a 19 under, uh, didn't win the Puerto Rico Open. That goes to Nico Echeverria, who 
um, plot twist I'm going to show the next card here. Uh, Big Dick Nico at the Puerto Rico. <laughs> I You've heard not... of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I did not plan that until I wrote it out. And I said, wait, that rhymes. Um, but Ashley Batia, man, PGA Tour card holder, finally, I've been waiting for this. Uh, he will join the elite group of my guys. Um, however, he must he must play in like the big events before I can finally like be like, all right, this is the guy. Um, yeah. Also, apologies to Nick to Nico Echeverria. If you guys know anything about the Puerto Rico Open, people who win the Puerto Rico Open never win another PGA Tour event in their lifetime. The the history of winners in the Puerto Rico. Unless Open, your name's not- Tony Fino. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, Tony Finau is is the last person to win a PGA Tour event after winning the Puerto Rico Open. Um, to give you an idea of the guys who have won this event, and I, th- I think th- think this actually, sorry, I'm I'm lying to you. Um, since the beginning of the event, now now it goes back to all the way back to like the 50s, but um, at least guys in the recent uh in, in recent memory, we'll go back to 2014. Cheston Hadley won, has not won, has not won again. Tony Finau won in 2016, took him five more years to win when he won at the Northern Trust. DA Points won in 2017, has not won since. 2019, Martin Trainer won, hasn't won since. 2020, Victor Hovland took him two years to win another event. Brandon Grace won in 2021, he jumped to live, so no one cares about him. In 2022, Ryan Brem won, he has not won either since. Then again, also for that matter, no one who's finished runner-up. It's also won a PGA Tour event either, um, with the exception of Daniel Berger in 2019 and Bryson DeChambeau in 2017. So, um, call it unlucky, but uh, but Big Dick Nico at the Puerto Rico takes home the win. He also earns his tour card and earns his spot. Well, sorry, he had, he had his tour card. Earns his spot with his first PGA Tour win at the Players this weekend. Um I wanted to just kind of loop back to what we what we, we were discussing uh, just now before we um, hit the hit, hit the restart. So the PGA Tour announced the 2024 elevated events designations. We're talking about how for for KV, so you know, Daniel Jones signed for four years, 160. If, ah, yeah, awful. I ain't talking about it. If he he would make that money in PGA Tour events, if he won 40 to 50 of the next. <laughs> If you won the next 40 to 50 designated events. So we were talking about the idea of how, because the PJ tour is jumping so live um, oriented, like we'll discuss in a, in a minute. Now, now we're going to have 12 elevated Stop events. trying to make live happen. Yeah, literally. Um, I'm going to jump now to 12, L, 12 elevated events, no cut limited field, top 70 players in the world. Does in fact mean Joel Damon will be in the field because someone's got to be the 70th best golfer in the world. But at the same time though, like, we were like, should they start offering salaries to some of these players? Because for Daniel Jones to make $45 million and for PGA Tour players who, honestly, it's a much more expensive sport than football to play, should these guys be making salaries on top of their endorsement deals? Because the argument from uh, from Jay Monahan for years was, oh, they make so much money in endorsements, they don't need to get paid by us. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they should Unreal. be making a salary. Yeah, it's unreal. And I, I feel almost disgusting saying this, but like I think the team idea is even yeah. something to think about because it takes the financial burden off the PGA. Like I think they should do it where like people or entities, the same way the, the NFL works, create like their own PGA teams and you play for this owner. 
So it's not a financial burden on the PGA. It's a burden on whoever owns those players. Like you are owned like by, by, by like a, a, a uh, conglomerate, basically. Yeah, like you, they take some cut. Somehow they take some cut. Maybe the PGA players pay to play on that team. Maybe they get a cut of all winnings of their guys. But then like even think about the events we can have with team events. And like you like start cheering for teams. And like you cheer for your, your player to go to the New York – uh new york birdie makers or like something stupid like you know like it just it takes that financial burden off the pga so they don't have to go outrageous and and just dump money at players but you're telling me there's not like i think i think elon musk would buy a pga team if he had the opportunity so like there's like what's stopping him from doing that you know so so here's a fascinating thing to all this and when it might have been with you kb it might have been with ben when live was established I brought up the fact, and I actually wrote a, a story about this uh, on my old blog that I used to do for my radio show. There was a company that was established in 2017 called a PGL, and it was the Premier Golf League, and it was started by some guy who wanted to just who wanted to just, just make a golf startup, and he, it was the exact same design of Live, just not backed by the Saudis. It wound up flopping because you couldn't get any investors behind it. And, of course, the Saudi Arabians were like, oh, let's just kind of steal this, kind of, sort of, and create our own thing and have a multi-trillion dollar company back it. And let's just create it. I think that had the PGL been created, the PGA Tour would be 100 times better. Roy McIlroy said it this week. The creation of Live Golf has made the PGA Tour better and has made golf better overall. Finally, for the first time ever, actually giving them credit. But, like, think about it, though. You're right. Maybe not necessarily, like, basing them out of a city, but do, like, what KB specialty is, the PLL, creates teams. They're always traveling because, because the PGA Tour calendar is going to every single area of the country to, to go play. You're making basically a four- to five-man team, a travel team. Every guy plays in a certain event. You rack up the points based on that. Let's just say an event, you're required to have three guys on your roster play per event. All right. Or three or four guys, whatever it is. Everyone's got everyone's on everyone's on a roster. They're owned by somebody in Elon Musk, a Jeff Bezos, say John Henry. Maybe even like if LeBron and Magic Johnson want to team up team up and buy a team, go right ahead and do so. They could technically have home courses, maybe, whatever it happens to be. So you can operate in that way, and I think that think Live has done everything right. It's just the fact that that they're sponsored and they're owned by a really shitty entity. It's yeah. kind of what it's kind of the problem. The PGL had teams, had this guaranteed salary system, had had ownership teams. They had a. I'm pretty sure they had a, they had like some sort of like verbal agreement with like AT and T, who was like, "We're gonna buy a team." Like we will buy a team and sponsor them, and so everyone on on our team will have an AT and T patch right on their ch- right on their chest. They'll have a team name. They'll represent that. It's exactly what Liv's done, just not with the caveat of oh, the human rights violators, Saudi Arabians, are going to be behind all of this. And yeah, I think it's yeah. kind of funny how we're looking at it now. Of like, wow, you know what? Liv's doing things right because because quite frankly, they are. It's just again that one thing is just kind of killing it. But I do think that that's an incredible idea. And then going back to what we're saying with the whole PGA Tour calendar now, um, these limited events are going to absolutely kill the PGA because now it's going to make it so that you're where they're getting it wrong is that they're feeding into the mantra of no cuts, 
everyone gets paid. Rich stay rich, poor stay poor. Top 70 in the world, you can play into it, but that, that means you're going to have to win an event. You're going to have to finish top five in four events, top 10 in 10 events. Like it's almost impossible to play your way into these events. And also it's like the, I, I still can't get over the fact that it's $20 million and majors aren't even worth worth that much. It takes away from the overall um, history of golf, in my opinion, or, or traditionality of it. Yeah. And the big problem with going back to the team thing is uh, like, how do these investors make money? That's the thing, because you can't sell tickets. You can't – like, I guess you could sell, like, polos, like, team player polos, but, like, they're not yeah. going to make enough money in merch. The ticket sales and, like, concession sales and stuff like that is where you make all your money. But if you don't go, like, course to course to course and, like, let them have their own thing, and the PJ would never give up that money-making part of it, that's the problem. So I don't really see that happening. And then the fact that waste management isn't an elevated event in 2024 – is absolutely mind-boggling. Like, the PGA wants to be Liv's little brother right now and what everything they're doing, but they're not going to lean into their one really nice, like, one really cool thing that brings in outside golfers. I just don't understand it. Sorry. No, I think what they're doing is, I believe, they're they're, they're trying to make certain events elevated to gain a following. Like, like they already know the Waste Management is going to have, have a huge following. Yeah, I guess. But... But given now, last week, uh, Jeff Nicholas mentioned how they're going to change, like, the Mexico swing and, and all of those events are going to happen before the Honda. And now I believe the Honda is going to, or whatever the new sponsor will be, will be elevated. So now you're going to bring people into that event because now last year was, was this year was a total lost cause. I think those things are going to be important because it's going to allow for other events to get elevated. And, like, we were talking about it um, last week. Like, what events would take that spot? Like, the Travelers should probably be there. Yeah. Um, the Rocket Mortgage should be there. I would say John the John Deere, Deere Classic. Like, these events that are in the latter half of the swing that no one even really knows is really going on because everyone's still focused in on other things. Just think about it. By the time July rolls around, everyone is like, golf doesn't really become a story yet anymore it's all lower scale events the guys who have already made the money and, and have gotten into the playoffs are, are readying for that guys after the open don't play for four weeks like they go yeah. home and they yeah. relax and and maybe they'll go play in europe now at least you're giving people a reason to stick around and watch the 3m open in minneapolis cool you're going to go play a tpc we don't want just tony finau and then nico echeverria being the two, two best guys in the field like this isn't this isn't fun Evil. So, I think those things really matter too. In the, in Tony, the grand scheme. Tony does play a lot of golf tournaments. That guy just loves to tee it up. He was, he was like the most talked about guy I think on this show for like an eight week span. Yeah, he just always tees it up. He's always out there, which I love. Like, guy doesn't give a fuck. He he goes he goes in balls, yeah, and you wonder Tony. why Tony Finau for the last five years has been in the has been in the top five of the playoff every single year. Yeah. It's because the guy plays 27 events. Yeah. Like, you know, like you see JT play 18, 19. Granted, you're, they're only required to play technically now because of the scheduling, the majors plus the elevated events, and then like two more. Yeah. Like, Tony Finau's playing double that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think when you, were, when you were talking about like JD or Classic, 3M Open, like those tournaments are good tournaments that almost teeter – into being like a like an elite event to where yeah. um 
Like I said, like the Wells Fargo is a great event and it gets like the love it deserves. But like the John Deere Classic and the 3M Open are also both great events and making those the elevated ones that year really take them up a notch. So I, yeah. I really understand what you're saying now. That makes me understand it a lot more. Well, like like the John Deere, I don't think will ever get the love it deserves because it comes so close to the Open. Yeah. But I believe if I'm not wrong, the John Deere is like the week before the Scottish and most guys are going to go to Scotland before the b- before the event to get used to the conditions, play, play yeah. a play a, a, a week for the rounds. And then you play the Scottish and then it's like, all right, that's really your warm event to the open because you're going to equal equal out conditions. If I'm not wrong, that's kind of how the schedule plays out. But like, so guys don't really want to even play the John Deere. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the John Deere, it, it goes the Rocket Mortgage, the John Deere, the Barbasol, which is the same event, same week as, as the Scottish. So the Barbasol is going to be like the Puerto Rico this week where it's all the lower tier guys trying to battle. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to the Scottish. No one's playing the Barracuda because it's the same week as the Open. So the Barracuda is going to be the KFT guys that want to try and get their tour card. And then after the Open, it's the 3M, the Wyndham, and then it's the and, and then it's the playoff. So you wonder why no one's playing playing the Wyndham except for Kevin Kisner and Webb Simpson. It's because it's the only events they're really good at. Yeah, uh, and they're North Carolina, South Carolina guys. Yeah, so, so like those guys are going to play it, but no one else will. So those events are probably going to get big. Will they ever elevate the Wyndham because it's right before the playoffs? I don't really know. I don't think they would. Um but yeah, like the travelers, would you make it? Would, would you make the travelers? Actually, this year it is an it, it is an elevated event. Follow immediately following the U.S. Open. So like interesting. Probably next year. Hopefully it would be the U.S. Open, the travelers non designated, and then the Rock mm-hmm. and Mortgage. And I know they've been trying to get a a, a larger following of like African American golfers in Detroit, and they've been kind of pinpointing that. And I know they've been doing um, HVD HV three did a lot with that um, yeah. before his live jump, but like. If they're trying to target that, that's a, that's a premier spot to make it to make an elevated event out of. So it's like like that's really the only one that I could see really happening. And then like, I don't know, the Charles Schwab, but like it's it, it's squished between the between the PGA yeah. and the Memorial, so it's like can't really do that. Like the the schedule is just the schedule is still messed up to the point that like you need this separation, and there really isn't a lot of it because you're going to have a time where right now you have eight elevated events, including majors, in an 11 week span. Like guys, like guys are burned out. They're not going to play for four weeks. Like, yeah. What good is that? But my, brain, my brain started like churning when you brought up like kind of trying to navigate the PGA hypothetical of like teams with the PLL. Could you like say like just as an example, like you were saying, not a sponsor, but like AT and T has a team. They're the whatever. Yeah, five guys on a team. Could you see where like some of these elevated events end up being like team versus team situations? And it's like, so like with the PLL, we have uh, cities that like we kind of know the PLL is going to go to those. It's Albany, it's Boston, Philly, uh, Baltimore, Denver. Like those are like cogs in the wheel for the PLL schedule. Yeah, you kind of have those in terms of like events for the PGA, like do you make it? So it's like, Oh, those events are, we're going to have, you know, team versus team kind of go head to head. And that's kind of part of like a new PGA schedule where it's like, you kind of know this weekend is now PGA teams going head to head against each other rather than player versus player. That would totally make sense. I think it's a good idea. I also think too, like when you think about the 
formation of these teams. Like now, next year, we're going to have the Grant Thornton Invitational, right? It's going to be LPGA plus PGA. Why not have a team where you can match up Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, Brooke Henderson, Keegan Bradley, and like Lydia Ko? A five-person mm-hmm. team, three guys, two girls. It could even be three three girls, two guys. Whatever it happens to be, because because look, at, at the end of the day, I don't care what what anybody's going to say here. Just because the men can can, can drive, drive it longer, the women are just as good. Mm-hmm. So competition is still there. And even if you play the play the, the ladies slightly up, the, there's no gender discretion here. But between the between the men and the women, naturally they are they already do play the, the play the forward tees anyways. So if you yeah. play it that way. You're already still on the same playing field. You can have more of these events where it's both co-PGA, LPGA events. And on top of that, yeah, no, I think, like, getting new events and styles in is really kind of what matters. I know, like, the Barracuda is a – they score it by Stableford, which is basically, like, a modified scoring where instead of going negative, your goal is to go positive. So it's plus one for a birdie, plus two for an eagle, plus three for an albatross – Plus five for a hole in one. It's essentially how how me and Jake play fantasy golf at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then you and and no, it's true. And you get negatives for for for, for bogeys and, and all that stuff. But it's like a fun new style. And there's other ways, like a I believe like a hole out from the sand is two points. So like stuff like that is different, and and it makes things more fun. And yeah, is it yeah is it a little confusing because because you're kind of, you're kind of kind of go, going a different way? Sure. But you're also making content. Like if you have a team right. versus team style event, right? Like a tournament style, they do the like playing the playing the Dell match play. You play for four days, everyone plays. But the bracket style is you aren't playing against them on the golf course. You are t- towards the back end, but you're in a pool of seven guys. You're not having a seven sum on the course. You're gonna have you're gonna have four four two sums go out, and and it's gonna work that way. So like in those situations, I, I, I think it makes sense. And then, like, the events that you mentioned, too, not to cut you off there, but it yeah. just popped in my head, too. Like, how you mentioned, like, how there's events where <clears throat> the the A-tier list guys are going to this one and then the B-level events here. Like, make those B-level things or, like, even if the A-level event is, you know, happening and everything and you have a guy on your team, just as an example, Rory McIlroy is on, like we were saying, AT&T's team say he's going to play as an individual at a certain event, then you have the guys who aren't necessarily signed to a team in the PGA format that are like in your player pool that are just kind of like, yeah, you know, they're still on the tour and everything, but they're not in the team format. Then those teams can go and sign those guys to replace whoever's going yeah, to play exactly. so, as an individual that weekend. So, so you allow Rory to play his 20 events, right? But you, sorry, you allow him to play his 15 required events for the year. And you can fill your roster out. Think about it. If you make what does Liv have? Eight teams. I think eight so, yeah. teams, five guys. That's forty players. The top forty players in the world. If you look at the official World Golf rankings and you kind of go down the line here, is it is it is it unfair to a degree? Actually, you know what? This makes sense. The players that are on a roster should not necessarily get a salary. Well, they, they they should get paid by their ownership team. Mm-hmm. Everyone else should get a salary from the PGA Tour. Correct. Yep. And to be honest with you, I think the salary should be even higher for the PGA Tour players than those who aren't, because of the fact that you aren't a part a part of the, of the of the team setting. You go down. You go down the liner. The 40th ranked player is, well, he's going to live now. But Thomas Peters, 
Then you go to Siwoo Kim, all right? He's he's ranked 41st. So your player pool is going to be Siwoo Kim, Jason Day, Alex Noren, Kevin Kisner, Aaron Wise, Keith Mitchell on a on a daily basis. Minwoo Lee, JT Poston, these are good names. Taylor Montgomery will be a free agent that you could sign week in and week out. And you could sign guys for, for as long as you need, for as short as you want. Maybe even you go with five guys are the main roster, and then you have five reserves. Right. And then, and like, you make it so that, like, if the reserve – And, like, if the reserve guy doesn't play on a certain amount of, you know, team events, another team can go and sign that guy. Yep. Exactly. No, yeah, like, no, like, 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 it all makes total sense, and I think it's a – it's something they should look into, and it's kind of upsetting that, that the PGL never launched because, like, would have been amazing. It's also yeah. pathetic that the three of us can sit here and, like, break this down in a matter of 15 minutes and make it, well, a, all right. well, make well, it, it a blueprint for something that could, like, be feasible for I the mean, people that have the power and the money. I mean, it's far easier to have done. And, and look, the, the PGL even said when they tried to, to, to establish, we want to team, team up, up with the PGA Tour. They wanted this to happen. Yeah. Live obviously is, is a different animal, but you know what? It is what it is. Jake, yeah. any final uh, thoughts here? You've been a little quiet. I think the um, I think the Tiger League is going to be the closest thing we get to it. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be awesome for golf. And if they ever, I love that it's indoors, and I love that it's kind of more quick, simulated type stuff. But if they can ever bring that outdoors and bring that same idea outdoors i think that could kind of take off a little bit too and and tiger is the king of the pga so like they'll let him do whatever he wants um so we'll see how that goes for sure also like total this is the last thing here what if you had like one guy sponsor a golfer yeah like what if elon musk wanted wanted to just pay john rama's salary (laughs) like i'm (laughs) and like make him wear his face on his back i guess maybe he's gotta have the twitter patch (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, honestly, bro, to get by Elon Musk, you'd have Twitter, Tesla, I know, uh, SpaceX, like pretty cool. Like, not like what would be kind of lit. Uh, like, or like, imagine like crazy idea. Like, uh, Bob Manfred. Yeah, wants, w- Rob Manfred wants to sponsor Cameron Young. He already wears the MLB patch. Yeah. Like, like, will be kind of cool. Uh, Kirk Kitayama, we haven't even discussed what what happened this past week. We got to – God, we're 35 minutes in, and we're, we're already off to a ruckus start. Uh, Kirk Kitayama, he won one for the little guys. You know how small he is? I didn't even realize this when I was, like, watching, but he's fucking small. No? No one? Oh, I thought you were going re- to tell us his height. Yeah. Oh, he's 5'7". I thought that was average. It's not Muggsy right, Bogues. I mean, I mean, he's five seven and, and, and drives at three hundred. It's pretty cool. I mean, I hey. I'm short and stubby, but like that's impressive. Did you know? Did you know? Spartans were on average five foot eight. Really? Yeah. Like that was like the that was like the big height back then, and like I'm they were bad. like, and they were like long and skinny. Like they weren't jacked because they just hiked miles and rucked miles all day long so they were just like five eight skinny guys that just dominated people my That's absolute favorite really thing is the point but my, my my favorite thing is how like girls that are like five six on, on on like tiktok will be like if you ain't six five don't talk to me and the guy's like how tall are you with the uh, mini mic i'm five six i'm five three 
Like, bro, how, how tall? How tall do you think I am? You look like you're like six two. I'm five nine. <laughs> <laughs> God. But yeah, that. but yeah. In terms of court, Kurt, court, Kurt. I think that's awesome. Um, I thought he was gonna absolutely dump it when he tripled nine on Sunday. <laughs> um, but like we lose situations like this with the new setup. Like we exactly. don't get these. We don't get these moments with Kurt. And we need more of this. Like, this is what the PGA should be built on and giving these guys a chance to kind of propel themselves and, and get going. Um, and we and we just lose that with the new setup. I, I said it last week how Chris Kirk winning the Honda bought, like, even though it wasn't a, a big event and it was kind of a duty event, like, the, the storyline that, that came out of it was incredible because Chris Kirk at that point was – Battling alcoholism came out of it for three years. Was kind of uh, an, an unknown substance. Came back and has now dominated and, and is now is actually one of the guys in the field this week of the players. Where like people are like he can win the players. Yeah, like that that wouldn't happen if he didn't get the opportunity like that at at, at an event like the Honda or top tens at these elevated events. Kirk Kitayama went into this past week. He was the what forty fifth right player in the world. He's yeah. now in the top twenty. Yeah. He's top twenty in the world. He's a top top ten player in the FedEx Cup. Like these th- th- these events are going to ruin it for certain guys who who are outside of the number. And again, like Kirk Kitayama going into this past year uh, at the Genesis Open last year, after, actually after finishing second at the Genesis Open, he went from one hundred fifty to second to sixty second. Yeah, like these events that are eventually going to get get major uh, upside if if you don't have guys like him involved. Who even then, like Kitayama hasn't had a great year. He's been a second at, at the CJ, and outside of that, has has had only literally one top twenty-five finish. And it was this past week in a win. He has missed four cuts in the last ten rounds of golf. Like not something I- incredibly impressive. Comes out here, wins, gets one for the little guys, and honestly, baller move. Uh, almost crushed a sixty-five foot putt for the win, and then checked his ball. On the yeah. literal like quarter of an inch line from the from the uh, from the cops. So good for Kirk Kodiyama. Really good, uh, really good stuff. KB, last thing before we get you out of here. Full swing season two, 2024. What are we thinking? Who do you, who uh, do we want to see? The big thing that I saw just perusing social media that was overwhelming was that everyone hopes we get a Max Homa episode. 100%. Yeah. That's on my that list. Was, that was the big like number one like thing i saw when i was scrolling through the announcement well uh, i'll tell you this much if it's anything like last year where they followed along guys winning certain events particularly the majors we'll kind of get get a sense of what of who the episodes will be about but john rom will be included so long as he says yeah sure i'll do it i know i know this past year he said he didn't want to be involved but john rom uh max homer should get one i think we're gonna see because of the fact that they're polarizing, and I think think it's like a fun thing, because of, because of live last year, obviously they had the live guys in the majors and all that stuff. They might include that again. I think if anybody, they'll, they'll, they'll have Cam Smith. But yeah. an episode on Tyrrell Hatton would be incredible—a short, stout, little uh, Irish Englishman just cursing everywhere would yeah. be would be, would be amazing. Also. One of the guys who might very well well win the players this week is a great he's a great track great track track record. If he happens to win this event, I think he would certainly um, get an episode. Is there anybody else that that would, that that would be like are dying to say? 
Um, well, I did see that there's a a plan for uh, inclusion of Charlie Woods. Wow! Like really, uh, really expand the uh, like the scope of it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, hmm. I think we got to see Tiger. We got to see Tiger at some point. I think. I think a Wolves Out Horse episode is a must, and I think a Victor Hovland episode would be great. And the yeah. sole reason for Victor Hovland would be if someone asked him, oh, tell us about your music tastes. Yes. <laughs> the cuts Release would... the Spotify playlist. Bro, the B-roll cuts would be hilarious. It would be him on the range, like putting in the headphones. It's like, Fah! Scream yeah, like I mean, I think Willie Z and Victor Hovland are are two guys we don't know a ton about, but they're like household names. Those are the kind of guys I want to see. Guys that we know their names, but we don't like. I don't know a ton about Will Zalatoris because he's so under the radar, and yeah. he's just really good all the time. Same with Victor Hovland. I think Cameron Young is one. Tom Kim will be one. Um, oh yeah, CJ. If we're talking live guys, I mean, we had a little bit. We had a little bit of Joaquin Neiman in the in the first season. Probably we'll dig a little deeper into him. I think um, I think Abraham Abe Answer would be a really good uh, episode as well to get to get another live look. And even like Taylor Gooch, the guy who was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to to live," thinking that I'll get back on the PGA tour in a week, and he was. And they're like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to think of some other guys who are like polarizing. Who are who are guys you wouldn't want to see, but you don't want to see him so bad you have to see him. Grayson Murray. Yeah, like great Patrick Reed. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Reed. I would go nuts for a Patrick Reed episode. I wonder if they could really, if they could really like get into like his inner working system. Like if he'd allow it. No way he'd allow it. The B-roll of Pat Reed would just be him sitting down with his lawyer. Like, yeah, they just have footage of Patrick Reed uh, on his burner account commenting on our YouTube video. Yeah, the only the only guy giving quotes other than Patrick Reed in this episode is Brandel Shambly. That would be elite. The whole like thing is complicated by Brandel Chambly. That should be amazing. Oh my god! I mean, like, I'm trying to think of like other guys. Well, Ricky Fowler got a bad rep. He he was involved in the first episode as like the third wheel to the JT Speed love uh, like bromance. I yeah. think he, I think he he deserves some love. Um, also, because his story is just like he's fallen off a cliff. And I think um, they really wanted him to like win an event. Like I'm sure they have a ton yeah. of footage on him, and they were just waiting for him to do something, and he never did it. But I think he does it. I think he does it this year. Underrated person that I want to just just see a scene of, Aaron Rye. Yeah. Double gloves, iron covers. Yeah. Why do you do it? That's all That's I need just, to know. Yeah. And then like Harry Higgs. Like oh yeah, oh yeah, for the hey. hell is. Yeah, just like it's for the that. brand. Also, final guy before before we uh, move on here, Justin Suh, I think would be a great episode as former Corn Ferry Tour champion, uh, was the number one amateur in the world, just graduated from USC. I think the storyline is there. And then, of course, Ashe Batia. Makes sense. Uh, so we'll take a, a short break. We'll let KB go. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Scotty Scheffler and his master invite. Took a little bit of uh, inspiration from Happy Gilmore. We have some beer money and we have some, some discussion on one of the best weeks in golf, the fifth major, the players coming up all right here on the Get in the Hole podcast. The Get in the Hole podcast is brought to you by our fantastic merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans 
of the world of golf. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd rocking. You're getting the whole podcast official and first edition merch. This is the first time in show history that the Getting the Whole Podcast has had merch, so you don't want to miss out. Our listeners can use promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co, code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel. Rock that Getting the Whole Podcast merch out in the wild. Send it to us. Tweet at us at getting the whole pod when you're rocking your merch. Big thank you to PHI Apparel Company for being the best merch on the planet. Now, back to the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Go Low Golf Supplement. Are you ever nervous on the course? Especially when that dreaded foursome lets you play through. Then Go Low is for you. Calm your nerves and lower your score. Use code PITCH10 at checkout today and get some of your own to try. I did the ad read last week. It kind of stuff to ask. So I'll be honest. I I don't think I'm good at like doing like 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 pro ad reads. Yeah, like, um, yeah, you, like you, I feel like you like to be more creative, and I'm just like I create something, and I'm just like being like Morgan Freeman narration here is what my Morgan goal is. Freeman. Um, but yeah, go low is sick. Check them out. Use code pitch ten. If you're nervous, I hate playing through. Uh, people, I have one really good playthrough story. People let me play through. Bomb to drive, stuck one to tap in for birdie, and it was the best thing in my entire life. That's pretty but hot. let's talk about Scotty and his Masters invitation cards and taking one from our guy, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, uh, so live guys can go meet on the ninth green. What does that mean? If you've never seen Happy Gilmore, we cannot play the video for you because of copyright. However, probably one of the funniest things you could ever do. I mean, like, obviously the... The, the controversy throughout the whole major season last year was like, will the live guys play? This is the first time that Augusta National is now kind of under the spotlight of what's going to happen with the live guys. And obviously they allowed them to play. And now the dinner is going to be a little awkward. I yeah. believe like, I know, what was it? Phil didn't play the Masters last year because there was like the rumors of live and, and, and he yeah. like made his comments on stuff. So like there was some controversy with with that, but at that point no one had gone over. Um, I mean, Phil's won. Do, do do we see him come? Do we see him play? Does he even go to the dinner? I mean, he didn't go last year to the dinner. I don't know if he's gonna have if he's gonna do it again. I, I think I think Dustin Johnson's gonna big dick it and just kind of just show up because um, because yeah. he really doesn't care. Um, but but what do you know? Rift like there's no rift with DJ. Like DJ's just on live. <laughs> like I, I think he's getting more rift. Like recently, but when he first went over, he was like, "Yeah, I just want more money, and I want to hang out with my family." Like he, he really didn't care. And like it's just DJ. But I, I was curious who who made the decision in Scheffler's camp to do this because, like, I don't think Scotty is creative enough to do something like that on his own. Um, and Scotty's the only guy on tour that could really do this because he just doesn't get in the mix of like problems. Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like cute, funny when Scotty does it. If Rory won the Masters last year and did it, like the world would have exploded. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's different. Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, yeah, it, it, it just makes sense that Scotty Scheffler does it because, like, he's just so happy-go-lucky and just, like, doesn't yeah. doesn't really care. Um, also, just, like, a funny, like, slight jab. I'm going to read you off the uh, the the live players that have won a Masters. Let me know whether or not they'll show up. 
Um, well, Patrick Reed is next to DJ, the most recent one on the list. I don't think he can go. I don't if Patrick Reed shows up, a war might break out. Yeah. So well, someone's we'll be like, someone's hey everyone. Like, hey everyone, what's going on, guys? Get a really good to be here. And everyone's like, he's like, what are you guys, why are you guys mad at me? Why are you guys mad at me? To be honest with you, if he, if, if he shows up, someone like VJ Singh would throw a fork at him. I know. Like would make total sense. Uh another controversial figure, Sergio Garcia. I don't think he goes because he Tiger hates him. Yeah, Ser- Sergio's been kind of a dick about about all this stuff too. I don't know whether or not whether or not he'd be, he'd be welcome back with relatively open arms. I don't think so. Bubba, uh, I think Bubba goes. People love Bubba. Bubba's so under the radar. Like I don't even sometimes I forget Bubba's even on lit. I think he's just retired. I'll tell you this much. I mean, we already talked to Phil. Uh, I'll tell you for sure. Uh, Greg Norman will not be there. Yeah, um, I don't think he's getting the invite to the dinner. I- I, I still think that the thought of Augusta National gives him the heebie-jeebies. All right, we are a little pressed for time, so I want to jump right into things immediately. Uh, it's the Players' Week. It is the fifth major, probably the probably the, my my personal favorite tournament in all of golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Dye Design. We're going to talk beer money. Only have two props this week, brought to you by our friends over at Pickup. Pickup for the headlines today. Sign up with your phone and get betting today. There isn't much discussion to to give on. On Sawgrass, outside of the iconic 17th hole, is the one thing that everyone's going to be, be watching out for. The par fives are very gettable. It's uh, it's bent grass all the way around with some Bermuda greens. Uh, guys who play really well down in Florida and California are going to dominate here. Largely guys who play well on Pete Dye courses, this one being the most famous, will as well play very well on this golf course. Uh, again, par fives are gettable. The par threes are challenging. It, it's fun because... Because Pete Dye courses have like a lot of runoffs and they have a lot of um, undulated greens and a lot of bunkers, so those are things to look out for. Water on almost every single hole on the golf course, so guys are going to be challenged with a lot of with a lot of hazards. So if you want that, go go to last year's last year's episode of the players for a more uh, in depth look. But two props, both around uh, the seventeenth. Number one, last year fifty four balls found itself in the water on seventeen, over or under the number. I'm going to go under. We're tight. We're looking good on the PJ Tour. Form's looking good. I'm pushing it over, and I think most of them are going to go to Siwoo Kim. Uh, anyone anyone get a hole-in-one? For, for, I believe it was like the first time in like six years, an ace on 17 uh, by, by, by my boy Irishman and doppelganger Shane Lowry. Do we think we'll see another one this year? I don't think so. On just I, 17? On just 17? Yeah, no. No shot. I agree. Uh, if anybody get, gets it, it's going to be Victor Hovland. Beer money time brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. <sighs> Philadelphia's number one light lager. You go and enjoy that at the Wells Fargo Center while you watch the Wings, the Sixers, and watch the Flyers lose. Top 20 pick at the Players. Jake, who you got? I'm an odds chaser this week. I'm just following the good odds. And top 20, Justin Thomas, plus 150. Go get your money. Get in and out. He's money. Yeah, I am going with the um, – I'm, I'm with probably the safest betting card on the planet. Uh, loaded, obviously. Top players in the world are going to be involved. Everyone's in the mix. Everyone wants to win the players because it's basically like like the the, the step up to winning a major. Uh, if you could win here, you could win almost anywhere, just like j- j- just like coming to, coming to New York. Uh, for top 20 this week, I'm going to go pretty um, pretty safe, I guess you could say. Uh, he has four straight top tens. Uh, Jason Day at plus one thirty, I think, is a home run pick here. 
Wow. You could also go with Tyrrell Hatton at, at 165, Jordan Speed at 170, and Seaward Kim at 210. Those are all guys that I'm eyeing, as well as Keegan Bradley at 210 as well. Top 10, where are you going? Victor Hovland plus 300 for a guy in as good a form as he is. That's just absurd odds for plus uh, top 10. I like that a lot. Top 10 for me, Colin Morikawa plus 240. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't be, be betting Colin Morikawa at 28 to 1 this week to win this event, uh, let alone betting for a top 10 at plus 200 odds. So I will t- take that all day and every day. Top five. Crazy good odds here. Tony Finau plus 650. I think this is when he gets over that big hump and kind of just starts taking those steps even up the climb. Uh, top five, I'm, hmm. again, I'm not climbing for the crazy odds. Uh, he's lost strokes in his last three rounds of golf, but I'm still feeling safe because of how good he's been all year. John Rahm plus 250. Yeah. Give me play. Who you got? My gimme is who a guy who I, I actually truly believe can win this week and it's top 30 Ricky Fowler plus 100. I think that's a lock. My lock this week, top 40. I'm going to give you another parlay. I've never missed on any of these parlays, and I guarantee you this one will also hit. Uh, Most of these guys are in the minus numbers, but of course, as you parlay them, they're going to get better and better and better. Keith Mitchell uh, is minus 110. Siwoo Kim is minus 110. Keegan Bradley minus 135. And Tyrrell Hatton minus 150. All to finish top 40 is going to be what I give you. Uh, I'm in a pool where you pick six players out of a salary, and best aggregate score is going to win a uh, a Strixon ZX, the brand new model of Strixon driver. That's um, I can guarantee you right now, Bradley, Sepp Straka, Siwoo Kim, Billy Horschel, and some other big name that I had just mentioned. Oh, Keith Mitchell. Three of those four names will, in fact, be in that list. I'm still figuring out who. But I think all, all of those guys to finish top 40 is an absolute amazing play. Uh, KB j- j- just sent sent us a a fun possible prop. Uh, he saw he saw this one online. Rom, Homa, Finau, and Tom Kim all to make the cut. What do you think? That's easy. I think that's easy. Tom Kim's your only question mark, and you're I mean, you're going to see who my winner is and why Tom Kim's your only question mark. Yeah, Tom Tom Kim's the question solely because uh, Tom it's plus one seventy five on the sportsbook in green. Uh, rookies who pl- like. First timers at Sawgrass don't always play very well, yeah. and when they do, they follow it up with really bad performances. Like I think, like Xander and Jordan Spieth both finished top five in the, five in their debut and followed it up with like four straight missed cuts apiece. Uh, so I, I don't really know about that one, but overall, uh, might be a play for a little bit of uh, beer money. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who you got? My winner here. I think he has a year like Scotty had and gets hot right here, and it's Max Home at plus eighteen hundred. I think he is absolutely about to go off. Um. Nobody outside of Tiger Woods has ever won this event twice. However, I am all in on Siwoo Kim to win this week. However, I'm not taking him. I will not take him. I'm going to bet him, but I will not take him in this situation. For that reason, I'm going 3,500, 35 to 1, Tyrrell Hatton to win the players. I do not like Tyrrell Hatton. I think he's annoying. He's whiny. He has a punchable face. But my goodness, have I ever seen a player more ready to win this event than Tyrrell Hatton? Probably not, with the exception of, of Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm. I could very well be wrong because I'm going to be betting like seven guys to win this week. Uh, the only other guy that I would honestly give you to be like, hey, bet this guy to win, um, Keith Mitchell's plus 6,000 and Keegan Bradley's plus 5,000. So if you want to go at, at the long odds, I think it's a pretty pretty good play. A very eclectic group of guys to win this event, 
Webb Simpson's one here. Sebo Kim's one here. Yeah. But then again, you have you have JT and Tiger Woods have one here. So really, it's a, a toss up. Anything's possible. But that being said, final thoughts for the show this week. I know you, I know you got to rush out. Yeah, I got. I have a stupid school meeting at nine fifteen at night. Tell me why people do that. But yeah. um, my only other prop I had was a four man playoff is plus four thousand. I've never seen that happen. Like I've never seen a four man playoff. But it's just a fun bet to throw four dollars on. You know what? Actually, I'm going to throw another prop out. The Sportsbook and Green is offering this. Winner without Rory, Rom, and Scheffler. Uh, I really like Max Homa at plus 1,400. You're wow. actually you're, you're getting almost just as good odds for that than you are to just bet him straight up. So wow, yeah. That's awesome. I will, I will take, take that one. Thank you all for joining us here on the Getting the Whole Podcast. That's Jake Dipple. I'm Stephen McAvoy. Enjoy the players. And, guys, we're only a month away from Augusta National and the Masters. Oh, my God. 100th show around the corner. That will be the Masters show. Book it. Get ready. And shout out to Big Dick Nico at the Puerto Rico. You're the man. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening to Get in the Hole, the official golf podcast of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Catch us every week wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And be sure to like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Get in the Hole Pod. And follow Underground Sports Philadelphia at Underground PHI. We'll see you next time. And remember, get in the hole!